ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Just like every other, every other, you know, person in this country just decided all of a sudden we know everything about sport. Oh, we yeah. Let's be <laughs> Absolute honest. experts. But what we do know about is Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. Bang. on. Bonjourno, Miff Warhurst. Hello, Zan. Brisbane, Miff Warhurst. Brisbane's own Miff Warhurst. Wow. The Sunshine so, okay. State's Miff Warhurst. Loves the Gold Coast, Miff Warhurst. <laughs> Heading closer to my spiritual home, Miff Warhurst. <laughs> um, no, it's lovely here in Brisbane. I've um, I arrived on Sunday and we've settled in, sort of, and I'm getting used to the weather. It's freaking me out a little bit. It's quite hot. Quite hot. <laughs> Well, it's quite hot around the world at the moment in general. I think it's unseasonably hot in parts of yeah. Australia too. But you have gone north. Of course, Bang On took a break last week because you were literally on the road with Viv hitting the East Coast motel route as you made the trek from Melbourne oh, yeah. to Brisbane. How did it go? Oh, it was fantastic. I love a motel anyway. So <laughs> um, I was super wrapped to be able to drive, do the drive up because the cats flew up separately. They they had their own private jet journey. What, did they fly um, business class or economy? Would they turn left or right? Oh, that well, I, I suspect they both turned left, um, but it would have been un, in the belly of the beast in in the bottom of the aeroplane. They were go, they they got they were fine. They were totally fine. But I thought I'll have a road trip with my dog, and I got loads of suggestions from everybody. Thank you, Bang Fam, for all your suggestions of motels and whatnot. Um, I did actually take one up from Handsnap on Instagram, who suggested a little pet-friendly place in Murrumbateman, which I've never been to, oh, yeah, just outside of Canberra. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. We had a beautiful night there. Stayed in another one in Port Macquarie, had a gorgeous night there. Um, Viv was very well behaved. They said, don't jump on the bed. And she might have jumped on once or twice, but, um, you know, I, I did my best. I did my absolute best. I definitely saw her doing dibs on the big part of the bed. There was one motel um, that you post on your Instagram that was like one of those kind of bunks that's got the double yeah. bed on the bottom and the single on the top. <laughs> And she absolutely bags the double on the bottom straight she away. She got the bottom double bed. I put the, I put the rug down. They said, you've got to put a sheet down if the dog has a tendency to get on the bed, which I did. And she was straight on there. That was it. There was no no two ways about it. That was hers. So, you know, I don't know what you do about that. Maybe I should train my dog. You're no stranger to road trips, though. You are a woman who um, moves more than anyone I know, but also loves a little bit of a road trip. How did it go doing it solo, just with Viv as well? Did you... Did you get a chance to sort of see the sights or were you just kind of fanging it straight to, oh, to just Brisbane? Fanging it. yeah. it's, it's a three-day drive. I'm not, I wasn't interested in doing any touristy spots and with the dog too. You, it's, 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 minimal, it's minimal activities around that because really you can't even sometimes stop unless you get your dog out of the car and you have to tire up outside a shop, which I don't like doing. And, you know, it's all a bit of a hassle. So I just did six hours, six hours, six hours and it was done and I was here. And, and now you're great. there. So yeah, good. it was fabulous. Well, it welcome to Brisbane. Experience. Have any Bang Thank Fam you. Bang Famed you? Have you had any crop dusters come drop, drop by with yet. a Bang Fam? <laughs> I love that talk. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. I look forward to it, though, because we know that there's lots of Bang Fam here because we came and did that performance at the Powerhouse last year. Was it last year? The no, Powerhouse. Five years ago. Was it five years ago? It was four years ago. Seven years ago. Was it 800 years ago? It was before the pandemic. It was the before Gosh, times. That was the last yeah. time we did a Bang On Live. Oh, I did my book launch at the powerhouse as well. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm confusing it with last year. And loads of people turned up there and they were all bang fam. So I suspect there's lots of us here.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very excited that you've made it safely to Brisbane. Bang On will continue with us in different places. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Your place for music, art, life stuff, and also Vanilla Slices this week. I love that you've updated me on what has got to be one of the um, biggest sort of free advertising stories in news that rolls around, but we love to see it. The best Vanilla Slice has been awarded, Miff, and you were very excited to share this news with me. I I just wrote the the line, important, and then just put a link in knowing that you would read it. Um, And I did. A regional regional Victorian bakery has been crowned home to Australia's best Vanilla Slice. After, and this is the words from the news piece, a heated competition. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting for a baker to use that term. I Mm -hmm. love it. Love it. Um, And, yeah, it's a little bakery in Shepparton has won Australia's Best Vanilla Slice, which I have judged previously over the years. Uh, This time the judging was held in Merbein, which is very close to my hometown of Redcliffs near Mildura in Victoria, which is where it always happens. This is a big touristy thing for them. It's a very big deal. Um, And it was a little shop in Shepparton. North End Bakehouse, never been, will go in the future. So I'll definitely do the diversion to Shepparton next time I go through there. Have you ever been to one of those judging competitions, given that you grew up so close to it? Did you ever go along and have a little jersey? I judged it one year. Oh, my gosh! Yeah! (laughs) How many vanilla slices did you have to eat? 15 years ago and I've never felt so sick in my life after a day of it. Because they, I mean, there's a reason why we call them snot blocks. Because they are just gooey and and kind of creamy and custardy and all of those things. Delicious. Yeah, delicious. After 15 or 16 or 20 of them, not so delicious, I've got to say. And it was a very warm Oyen day. It was in Oyen <laughs> in Victoria when I judged it. And um, It's not when you want to be eating custard. No, no, not at all, not at all. But it was, it, look, it was a great experience, but therefore I'm very much, I'm very much ti- tied to this competition. My heart is tied to this competition. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> my heart and my teeth. <laughs> My I love, teeth don't forgive me. And the little indents that it will give in the icing on top. This is what I love about whenever these vanilla slice competitions happen, you never get the fancy French vanilla slice winning with the dusting of icy sugar. It's always the old school snot block with the perfect white yep. fondant, the icing mm-hmm. on the top, and it's always the old school vanilla slice that is the victor. And I think that's as it should be. None of this yeah. fancy stuff. No, and I think in in the words of my fellow country folk, don't fuck around with what works. (laughs) Just serve up what is the best. We know what it is. Let's just be perfect at that. (laughs) Well, it's funny that we've mentioned both Shepparton and also Bang On Live because, interestingly, very close to Shep, we are going to be bringing Bang On Live back to a very special event. We'll give you the details at the end of Bang On, but it's very exciting. Just announced this week. More on that to come later on. First, though, it's been a couple of weeks and it's going to be in a couple of very big weeks for Australian sport. No, we're not talking about when Sydney won the Olympics, but it is Nikki Webster and coming out for another amazing sporting moment. Uh, the day after the Matildas sadly didn't win their semi-final, but did turn up with the sunglasses on, they'd clearly tied oh, one yeah. on, <laughs> to celebrate their incredible up. campaign in Brisbane and Nikki Webster turned up to surprise them. This was a moment. Oh, what a moment. And they turned up in classic post-grand final form, you know, that, that form where you're just so shady, you haven't slept, you've been <laughs> celebrating, you've shaken it off. Uh, we are and... all the Matildas at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> 
and you've got to go up for the work function or the, the barbecue the next day. It's And it, you know what it's like? It's like that wedding barbecue after the wedding that everyone organises that no one ever wants to go to. <laughs> they think it's Why a great idea. That? Let's We've hung out for eight hours. Let's yeah. hang out for another six more but feeling absolutely shit. But there's an egg and yeah. bacon roll in it, so you go along. <laughs> It always happens, always works. Make it stop. No, make (laughs) it stop. I'm I'm done. I'm done. And you could tell they were done as well. And even when, because Nikki Webster became the mascot, I guess, for the Matildas because they said that that was their their warm-up song, their their pre-game song, which was hilarious. We all thought that was hilarious. And and Nikki, she took the baton and just gave it all back and I love that. It was a beautiful moment in Australian sport. As a fitting moment as well to the best ever placing for an Australian team in any World Cup, they came fourth and the impact that they made in not just women's sport but, of course, the Women's World Cup over the last few weeks has just been incredible to see. I've watched that Sam Kerr goal so many oh. times from so many angles. I was at my local bolo and we were watching the game. There was um, an amazing woman sitting next to me in a kind of um, green wig. They were serving green and gold I think they were called pot of gold mimosas that were like green with like a <laughs> ring of yellow. This is at a very basic sort of bolo, so I don't know what they were using um, to Ooh. make those. <laughs> but I love it, but you know, it wasn't a fancy bar. What's the green cocktail drink? What's the green cocktail? Was it like Midori or it was, something? It must be Midori. It must have been mm. Midori or one of those other ones. But it was a real vibe to be able to watch it. And yeah, when that goal hit, we all, like everyone did, just jumped up and started screaming. And I watched it time and time again. It was amazing to see. <laughs> it was amazing, amazing to see. And just, just so just good to see that result. Yeah. Just came out of nowhere. And and we needed a little lift. And I think I think it was pretty clear. I know nothing about sport, but you could see that the, the English team were in incredible form and, and they were all over it. So it was like a sort of you, you could feel that it might not happen. We might not get through. But when Sam did that, it just gave us that little glimmer of hope that you need. And that's that was it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. You also saw a lot of English um football culture, like particularly the What's her name? Erps, the um, the goalie. Like there was a couple of times where she blocked, and she's just like, "Fuck off!" And you're like, "Oh my god, they're gonna shivers! They're gonna shivers! They're gonna find us and kill us!" Like they're intense. Uh, but they it did win amazing. fair and square. And um, what a what an incredible few weeks it's been, right? In in women's oh. sport, in football, it's just been amazing to see the whole country watch it more than any other event since ratings began. Just wow, Over eleven million viewers. I, and like, think about that. The nothing, nothing else has surpassed that number or will surpass that number, I would suggest, in the near future. It was utterly extraordinary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and it, to anyone who said people don't watch women's sport, I think you've got your evidence <laughs> that they do. And, um, yeah, what a what an amazing feeling for, for this country to... I think it was all spurred on as well by... You know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about it this last week or so. There are so many of us, and and I know that this is a thing in television watching, where women of a certain age determine what gets watched on the television that night because it's in the household, it's it's around dinner time, and this is this is kind of how they decide numbers. So you, your core audience is a bunch of women who were never allowed to play a sport like this. We were told when we got to ten or twelve, we weren't allowed to play it, and as if we're not going to watch the shit out of that now, now that we're running households and and families and that kind of thing. 
as if we weren't going to turn the telly onto that and make it stay. And it's great that the I think that the male audience came on board as well. But there's a whole bunch of us out there that are just getting to relive, I guess, our dreams that we never got to experience because we, we were told we, you can't play. Mm. You have to stop playing these specific sports because you're a girl. And I just think that had a huge impact as well. The legacy of this as well is going to continue. The government announced that there'd be $200 million of funding injected into women's sport broadly. Mm. They're also going to change the broadcast rules so that it has to be offered first to -to free-to-air networks before other paid services uh, get the rights. This year, Optus hosted most of the games. Channel 7 hosted 15, only 15 on free-to-air, but they're going to change it so that the priority goes to -to free-to-air so everyone can watch as many games as possible. Um, and, of course, you know, the, the the celebrations around Australia have just kind of catapulted um, all of it to the front of our minds. So an amazing, amazing experience and just so beautiful to watch. Congratulations to the Matildas. Well done. I hope you get to have a bit of a holiday before going back to your respective A-League teams um, and, and professional teams all over the world and all yeah, over Australia. Go back and play with all the people they played against while they were in the World Cup. It must be such a weird sensation to be, like, playing against a teammate, perhaps if you played in an English team and, and you are playing against them. They would have all known each other, I'm sure. Well, you saw that at the end of the game. They'd be hugging each other and stuff, and, you know, mm. quite a few of them had really, you know, strong relationships because they all play with each other. But I guess that's what happens with state of origin as well and with other kind of sports where you're representing your nation. It's a very, very small pond. One of the weird things that happened, though, in the final was the end of it, that Spain won against England. And i got to say, I was really happy that England didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) The Republican in me was happy. Although the Spanish team has got their own issues, and I'm not even going to go into that, but there's some dodgy things that have been going on, some dark stuff that's been happening in that team for the last few years. But the Spanish football president at the end, as he was congratulating, Luis Rubiales is his name. He's the president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation. Mm-hmm. He is hugging everyone. He's obviously super excited. He's third in line after the Queen of Spain and her daughter congratulating the team as they roll through. And he's hugging most of them. But then he grabs the Spanish forward, Jennifer Hermoso, and hugs her and then grabs her head by the ears on either side with hand and forcefully kisses her and on the lips on the lips yuck so you're at a work function mate you're at a work function (laughs) you're in a significant position of power you're at a work function you've gotten carried away this is highly inappropriate and he really copped it, didn't he? And rightfully so. A lot of people pretty disgusted. I think that as um, Jennifer was walking off, she said, hey, I didn't like that. And then mm. there was hours later an official video released by the team that she sort of said, oh, it was a totally spontaneous mutual gesture because mm. of the huge joy of winning a World Cup. So clearly someone's been in their ear and said, oh, can you oh, just absolutely. release something? Well, he said at the time initially there was nothing absolutely wrong with that. That's just what they do and how how, how a celebration is, is shown uh, in Spanish culture. And, and there is a lot more kissing in that culture than our culture, I have to admit. However, kissing on the lips, I think, is quite a different thing in any culture. I'm sure of it. I, I, I'm no expert, but I think it takes it one step further than a double kiss on the cheek. Also, just the forceful and, nature in the way that he did it, I think. It was just like, yeah. you know, there was nowhere for her to go. He just grabbed her head and was like, mm, you know, it's just full on, really mm. full on. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he said he said there was nothing wrong initially, but then came back when he landed back in Spain. He has said uh, there was no bad intention by either party. We saw it as an, as natural. He added, um, apparently referring to the the woman that he kissed. But it has caused a commotion, and people are offended. So I must apologise. Um, he said, yeah. no, it specifically said, I have to apologise. Probably I made a mistake. If that isn't one of the greatest non-apologies, I have to apologise. Probably I made a mistake. Sorry if you took offence is the subtext of that. God, just gross. It was good to see a lot of people calling him out. I think that maybe the Spanish president also came out and roundly condemned it. So that's something. But yeah, it's good that we're talking about these things, Miff. But yeah, it was pretty full on to see. Um, it's pretty full on that you can see all of that stuff happening in front of us on a world stage as well. Things that we have experienced in our own careers, micro they call them microaggressions. Things that you're not sure whether or not you should speak up about. Mm. If someone's just being nice or overly friendly or having a good time. It's, it's actually interesting to see something like this being played out in such a public forum. Not not that it's it's great for the person experiencing it, but I think in terms of creating a discussion about what's appropriate behaviour within a work environment, which that is, I think that was a perfect example of what's not. And fingers crossed people will stop doing that kind of thing. Well, politics, gender, sexism, sexuality have been in the headlines a lot and it all relates into the world of sport, even though people will tell you it shouldn't or it doesn't. The last couple of weeks it's been really front of mind. On Monday night on Four Corners there was a great story that Louise Milligan, Walkley Award-winning journalist, Mm. did on AFL players, male AFL players, still in the closet. And there's been a bit of discussion around this. I watched it. Did you watch it on Monday? I did, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty incredible, actually. It, It seems astounding that given where we are culturally, that not one AFL player has come out as as gay within their league. And it's and the investigation was into that, but it was also into the culture of AFL football and, and what what creates that environment and the history behind it and seeing all that old footage of, you know, the footy show and mm. the discussions that used to happen, it's like actually there's it's it's no wonder that people are terrified, you know. Even upper management, people like Gillian McLaughlin saying, you know, no one would want that burden of being the first gay male player to come out. And, and, and many people in the, in the queer community are saying that's a, that's a terrible thing to say in the first place, given it should be celebrated because that's going to help people coming through. So if upper management is feeling that way about um, how, how it could play out for a gay footballer, then there's no chance of it happening in the very near future. Yeah, it's a, a culture that needs a lot of work and it's the entire culture of the game, isn't it, from the clubs that are coming up and people playing when they're little kids to working in professional football and it just seems to be this massive mark, this massive taboo topic, which again, yeah, exactly, it shouldn't be in 2023. I think that also, you know, it's hard not to make comparisons with the world of women's sport where mm. in the AFLW, in women's football, you see so many openly gay players and that is celebrated it's celebrated all over their social media it's celebrated yep. in the stories and the media that surrounds them in the stories that they tell in various outlets 
And that is something that makes it an incredible environment, not just for the players, but also for the players that are coming up and for the community itself at large. It's something that everyone can connect to and it feel like it's out in the open and just to have the completely opposite happen to the detriment of so many players, but also fans. It was great seeing Richard Watts in there, who you and I both know over many years of community broadcasting, and he was just spoke so beautifully as like the guy that set up the Pink Magpies all those years That's ago, right. and just you know that fans are desperate for it; they're desperate to see themselves represented. And I do think that sport can represent so much of us in so many ways. And people who say that politics doesn't come into sport are just stupidly blind and naive. Of course it does, um, yeah. but also you know gender and sexuality does as well. All of these play because. Football is life, quite literally. You know, it's part of what we do. It's part of what we celebrate. And so to have that massive part of ourselves not represented and, in fact, buried as a burden is really toxic. And I just Mm. I sort of watched that story and thought I had this daydream and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I sort of hoped. I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if on the Tuesday morning afterwards, if you think about what Four Corners does, how it's been able to change the game and change the conversation and there's been action taken. Imagine if there's a full op-ed and there's 100 players that come out en masse, Mm. you know, in any kind of like large story, and I'm not making a link here, but the same way as the Harvey Weinstein case required a significant amount of people to come together and make that report, having the power of numbers, having the power of people saying, yes, I'm queer and we're strong and we're together, wouldn't have been amazing to see that in the newspapers and online the the morning after. I had a little mini daydream about that as I was watching. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, imagine if this happened. Um, And I'm not gay, so I don't have skin in the game. I'm an ally, but I'm not gay. And it's just, I just think of all the people who feel sidelined and undermined by some of the things that, you know, the AFL have said over the years. That's right. And all the little kids who can't see themselves, you know, who feel like that's not a world for them to be involved in. They've been excluded just by the lack of, of discussion around it or even, uh, you know, uh, acceptance of it within the AFL. And, and that seems like a, it seems like a full stop that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. It's an amazing episode. If you want to check it out, highly recommend it. I'll put it in the show notes as always. Romance is dead, Zan. <laughs> it's been Romance so many breakups this year. <laughs> just in case you thought we'd become a sports podcast, nah, we're talking about nah, Britney Spears. We're just like every other, every other, you know, person in this country who just decided all of a sudden we know everything about sport. Oh, we yeah. Let's be <laughs> Absolute honest. experts. But what we do know about is Britney Spears. <laughs> we do. It's Britney, bitch. And she has split from her husband of around one year, her boyfriend of I think about six years they were together, Sam Asghari, and they have broken up. There was a few rumours of this split. She came out publicly and announced that, yes, it was true. She couldn't take the pain anymore and he has moved out. Irreconcilable differences is what Mr. Asghari has said in a divorce Mm. petition um, that he filed in LA on Wednesday. He has asked for spousal support and payment of legal fees. Mate, you just left. You you left. It's over. (laughs) This is how I would approach any relationship I'm in. Go back and look after yourself as you were. Like, you did it before, you can do it again. Don't don't hassle Britney. Oops, please. I did it again. <laughs> She's had enough on. She's had enough on to have to deal with this on top of it. 
I've got a bit on, says Brittany. Spousal support, and again, I've never been in this situation, thankfully, in court, but I understand spousal support if you've got uh, kids and stuff like that, but spousal support if you're an independent person and you've got your own Mm. stuff going on. I don't know. It just feels like a bit of a cash grab. Am I right (laughs) to be cynical? I think you're right, especially when it comes to Britney, because essentially she was the bank for everybody around her yeah. for her entire career. So I think anyone who suggests that they want money from her needs to be questioned quite severely, given the history of her. And it was actually um, uh, it was great to see the the Britney army who mobilised and and were like, "You what? You've got some." Uh, what is it, compromising videos of, of Britney that you might share that would make her feel very embarrassed. I think I think the army of Britney supporters will be out and about and making sure that none of this happens because that's that's essentially a threat as well, isn't it? That's that's um there's a legal term for that. What is it? Extortion. Um, extortion. Yeah. That is essentially extortion, which seems very, very unfair. I don't know whether that was a rumour or whether he actually said that. I think that he sort yeah. of said that he didn't say that. But, yeah, there was stuff swirling around that he was potentially going to use compromising videos against her. And mm. it was actually quite joyful to see Octavia Spencer, who some people might remember when she announced that she had been engaged in an Instagram post showing the ring, et cetera, et cetera. She just commented, make him sign a prenup, which yes. got a lot of likes. She's yes. come back into the chat, Miff. Um, yep. And in this post, someone else wrote um, claiming that he was going to release these extraordinarily embarrassing videos if a prenup was not renegotiated. Octavia once again left a very simple message. She said, extortion is illegal. Nailed it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's part of the Britney, Britney army. It's Britney, bitch. Octavia yep. Spencer has got your back. She did Don't say, fuck with us. We're, we're, we're serious over here too in Australia as well. <laughs> I mean, he's listening He's listening to us and he's, he's shaking in his boots right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> Sam is absolutely bang fam. No, he's not. He, no. the, the other thing that Brittany pointed out as well was that Instagram is not reality, which we all know. She's been, she obviously shares a lot on her Instagram. She has keenly yeah. shared a lot of videos since her conservatorship ended and she felt like she could be free. There's a real breakup energy to it, which I'm kind of vibing on. Um, she's, mm. you know, we all do that. And we definitely do that on social media to show our recent ex just what a great time we're having. But it made me think about like one time years and years ago, about 15 years ago, very old breakup. So I'm fine, guys. Don't worry about it. But I um, I did the opposite. I posted on Facebook some, <gasps> something like, um, I think I said something around, you know, the the peaceful tranquility of the sound of a fridge humming in an empty house. And my bestie, Ali, who you know, just called me up straight away and she's like, babes, delete that the fuck off Facebook. That is so sad. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to do the revenge post. I was like, that is so depressing. Delete it. And that's what you need. You need friends in your life to help control these moments because in social media, post-breakup, we sometimes do things. We can't sometimes act in a certain way. We say things that we're going to regret. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm here for the Britney energy, but also we need people to look out for us in these times. Well, that's true. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's too far. She does need, you know, she needs somebody. But but also she hasn't had that chance being under a conservatorship for so long where she was basically imprisoned in her own home and in her own career. She hasn't had that sort of teenage era where she got to really just put stuff out there and learn for herself. Mm. So in a way, she's kind of just learning. I would imagine at this point, and and pe- it makes people feel really uncomfortable. I think they don't like to see 
that sort of level of vulnerability on mm. display. Mm. And I do feel like she's she's learning in public and, and as much as people say, put it away, Brittany, or someone someone tell her to, you know, to, to, to rein it in. We all had this opportunity. She never did because yep. she was never allowed a voice until now. And I think that voice is going to falter and I think that voice is going to go all over the place and there'll be highs and lows and there'll be more nudes and there'll be all sorts of activities on that Instagram page. But, like... She's allowed to, you know. I feel like I feel like we we've got to let her. We've got to let her go. I think she's going to do it regardless. I hope she's got yes. lots of people around her to take care of her as well through all of this. Ah, oh, Brittany, what next? We'll be watching. Hey, you just sent me a really great thing this week and I'm actually quite happy about it because like so many people, I've come around to and just like that. <laughs> and I'm I quite excited it. that it's been renewed for season three. I still hate it. I, I can't believe I, I even watch these people because they are just awful. Um, but I, th- I think the drama has dragged me in. There's a lot of drama in the whole series towards the end and I'm, I'm living for it now. So I'm back. I'm you know, back with I, you. I don't understand and I'm sorry that if, if you're a Shay fan, although I feel like I'm among friends here, I don't really mm. vibe on the character of Shay. They're not a funny comedian and I just don't get them. I don't like, I just don't think that they're a very strong character. Um I thought that when Shay and Miranda broke up that um, that, that would, would be, be it. it. <laughs> so but they're still I. in well, the show. The but that's the difference with this series is that the, 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 uh, the storylines are coming from characters outside of the core group. It's true. Which says a lot about perhaps the lack of The Sex in the City universe the is group. growing. Yeah, yeah, it is growing. <laughs> it's the multiverse. Um, can I just say, though, Oh, my God, there's going to be a Shay spin-off. I can tell. There's no. going to be a Shay spin-off. That's fine, though. If you love Shay, then you can go and watch them on the spin-off. You, you can watch. Yeah, that's good. Maybe that television series they hinted at in the show might get up. We oh. <laughs> with, so Tony with Tony Danza. Danza. <laughs> as the dad. Um, I'd watch a Seema spin-off. I'd definitely watch that. Yeah, just re- Just real estate a, and sex. Hot. There was a beautiful scene between Seema and Carrie where the beach holiday, no, sorry, the Hamptons holiday house yes. was given up and Seema expressed to Carrie that she didn't want to be in a situation where Aidan would be coming along now to this agreement where they would share a holiday house in the Hamptons. I mean, this is their lives. How ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, but the core of that discussion was I don't want to go to a place that will make me feel bad and that bad would come from being the only single person and being the third wheel and and that stuff's very rarely spoken about yeah especially in you know for for women and men as well uh who are single in later life to have to kind of really be made to feel that singleness um, I thought that was actually quite a lovely moment and one of, one of the few tender moments of the show. <laughs> I think a lot of people connected with that, just being yeah. direct and talking about that but also understanding that feeling. Like those yeah. relationships are often like, you know, falling in love with someone and it feels like Seema and Carrie have fallen in love but there's, mm. in a, you know, in a platonic way but they're just as valid, those relationships and having those tough conversations are just as hard as being direct yeah. in a relationship. So, yeah, I thought that was handled beautifully too. So mm. season three will be on its way. Um, we're, I'm, we're still hanging out for, I think the latest episode drops tonight. But is this the season finale and is this where we're going to see finally Samantha making her appearance via... What's the date? I think it is. Yeah. So, okay, we haven't watched it yet. Obviously, it's dropping today. Bang fam, we're all excited to see that five minutes that was filmed in a totally different studio where they're probably not talking to in each other. In a totally other. different country <laughs> on the other side of the planet. 
is where it will be happening. Sign me up. Now, before we get into what we're banging on about, I forecast at the start regional Victoria bang on live and very excited that this week we announced that we're going to be part of a big weekend festival called Comedy in the Vines. Remember when we did the Grapes of Mirth Festival last year in the Barossa Valley, Miff? Oh, yeah. What a what a day. What a weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, it was in the vines. It was comedy. Everyone was in good moods, good spirits. It was, it was heaven. So actually. we're going to be going back to that sort of realm and doing a live recording of Bang On, but this time in the Gamby Lakes, which is just north of Melbourne, just south of Shep. Um, it's happening oh on... Oh, my God. You can go and get a vanilla slice. Yeah, obviously we're going to be going out of our way. We're going to be going north and then coming back with a tray of vanilla mm. slices um, <laughs> and eating them on stage. That's going to be bang on live. <laughs> yep. We're going to be on Sunday, November 12. Um, it goes the whole weekend, though. There's people like Anne Edmonds, Celia Pacola, Geraldine Hickey, Reese Nicholson, Becky Lucas. Like, it's going to be fun. So that's happening. All the details are in the show notes um, for when it's happening. And yeah, we're really excited about bringing Bang On Live to regional Victoria. What are you banging on about this week? Well, this week, um, as I said in previous episodes of this podcast, I've been in my podcast era listening to lots. Um, My driving has now stopped, so I won't be listening to as many podcasts, probably watching a lot more TV again. But um, I... Listen to an amazing episode with Yumi Steins on Abby Chatfield's podcast. It's a lot now. Mm. I, I love Abby anyway. Her her her, uh, her her just her entire being is incredible in terms of her honesty, her vulnerability, her um, straight upness. She she is everything. I guess you'd. I don't know. I think there were there were a lot of things that repressed our generation and she's kind of the product of the lack of that repression she's sex positive so many things which makes her podcast an amazing listen in the first place um but she did a podcast with Yumi Steins on the back of Yumi's book Welcome to Sex being being banned from various shops in Australia and um it really is a a beautiful discussion but it's an honest and frank discussion in a way I don't think a radio interview would ever do um, and it's, it's, uh, to me, it was, this is what podcasts are. This is how they connect with people in that it felt as though I heard two human beings talking about a really, really difficult thing mm. that, that another had experienced, but it was with laughter and it was with honesty and vulnerability and strength and all those things. And I just listened to it and went, oh God, this is, this is an amazing, not just an amazing conversation, but an amazing insight into how someone gets enough strength to keep carrying on under such circumstances, and that's Yumi. And so I was, I was just really impressed as a as a podcast. It was, it it was wonderful and a real insight into both into both women, but also done in such a way as you would with a with a friend. It's like classic, perfect podcasting. Unreal. Oh, what a sell! Yeah. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes. I'm definitely going to listen to that episode. Yeah. Unreal. What are you banging on about? I'm banging on about a film that's opening this Thursday that I got to see a few weeks ago at the Melbourne Film Festival and I think oh, that it yeah. also screened at the Sydney Film Festival. It's a film called Past Lives and basically it's a story about what happens when your past reunites with your present. So it's two childhood friends who grow up in South Korea. One of them moves to New York City when they're 12 
Um, about 12 years later, they find each other on Skype. It's very like carbon dated and they start talking on Skype and they really get oh. along. Um, and then 12 years again later, so 24 years since they last physically saw each other, they meet up in New York. Sung is coming to New York City to see Nora, who is played by Greta Lee, who you'd remember from, um, she was the housemate of Natasha Leon in Russian Doll. And she also yes. was the hardcore producer in Morning Wars as well. Greta Lee's amazing. She's the star of this film. And yeah, it's kind of sees them meeting up again. Um, Nora has now married someone else. And it's sort of like that. What happens when, yeah, there's someone who you were probably in love with and was your soulmate when you were 12 years old. Mm. Um, and then you've got this, you know, incredible connection. But then life has moved on and other things have changed. And what happens then? And it's just such a beautiful, gentle, slow, but glorious and full of weight film and I just kind of I watched it and I just wanted to go, crawl into an alleyway and cry because <laughs> I was oh, by myself but in a really good way just in a kind you of wanted, like <laughs> you wanted to go home and listen to your fridge <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful hum of my fridge the beautiful hum of your fridge your sweet serenity fridge. of my fridge humming <laughs> that's what I wanted to do but oh, it's like, I feel like I spoke to a few okay? other people. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I actually just celebrated my anniversary last night. I'm good. I know. Um, but the, yeah, the, I just, I, I spoke to a lot of people about this film and, and people walk away with it with very different reactions depending on where they are in life. And I just feel like this is one of those perfect films that just hits you in a way that is unexpected and it just stays with you. And it's just mm. glorious. Um, the soundtrack's done by a couple of the guys from Grizzly Bear as well. So that's just wonderful. Um, and yeah, it's opening this Thursday. So um, definitely go and see it. If you, It's like one of the most talked about films of the year. It's just so glorious. It's called oh. Past Lives. And it's the debut wait. film as well for the director, Celine Song. And it's pretty much based loosely on her life. Like she moved to... North America when she was 12 and she had this experience where she met up with an old sweetheart and she had an American husband. Like it's very much based on her experience um, and mm. it's done with so much heart. So yeah, definitely check that out. I loved it. I oh, see. My problem would be who to pick of all the past <laughs> ones. <laughs> of all of them. How many people were you in love with when you were 12, Miff? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. 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 We're all eating vanilla slices, hanging That's out in right. Red Cliffs. Life was yeah. sweet. There wasn't much to do. We all were in love with everybody. Everybody. <laughs> love that. All right. Well, I'll see you next week where your base tan is probably going to look even better. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? It's so warm. It's like in the 20s all week. I just can't. Like, I <laughs> I don't know myself. I don't know how to dress. I need some help, actually. This is something that's good, Bang Fam. How do you dress here? Like, I, I, I'm good for holidays and Melbourne's good, but you go you go from it being, you know, 45 when no one can do anything because it's so hot to being 17 mm. in the space of a day. So you get to still wear, you know, your regular clothes. But the, I'm just going to have to, like, have to learn how to do summer wardrobe. Breathable fabrics as well as you head towards a Brisbane summer. It's going to get very humid very quickly. I I don't know how to do a summer wardrobe. I genuinely don't. Like, <laughs> help. Can someone help? Is there a Brisbane stylist out there that can take <laughs> you for a walk and go, this this will do you? Short and round and sweaty lady. Once again, bang this on. Be great. Becomes the trading post. <laughs> that Miff, but Miff's personal trading post. Absolutely love it. <laughs> someone come through, please. I need some help. All right, mate. Well, I'll forward you the emails as I check the inbox. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. 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 
Hang on.